Hello and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Wyma. And today I'm with Tom Gilder. This is how you say your name, right? I didn't actually it ask is, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I said it correctly. <laughs> uh, he is the creator of Route Master or Root Master, depends on, I guess, which, which part of the globe you're from. So I yeah. say Route, I believe he says Root. I do, uh, yes. If it, if it was like I contradict people though all the time, it's, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to work in Shanghai before and my boss was Dutch and he would say Router. And of course, I would yeah. say router, and they would make yeah. the, our, our staff member go crazy <laughs> <laughs> because she wasn't sure what it was that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah, your your our friend, our mutual friend, is uh, actually here with us uh, in the chat saying hello. Oh, Navigator two point master. That's uh, <laughs> what he calls you now. Uh, in any case, uh, why don't you give a quick introduction about you know who you are and and uh, what is this project the route master about and why should we care about it? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm Tom. Um, I, um, I'm kind of the flutter lead, um, at, uh, like rebel app studio, uh, which is kind of part of Codemate. Um, we've kind of started our own kind of sub brand, um, to just concentrate on, on flutter. Um, I've been doing flutter professionally for three years now here. Um, did like Xamarin development and, and other mobile stuff before that. Um, yeah, and, and we've done lots of different projects in Flutter here, um, including um, things like Moi, which was one of the kind of first big Flutter web projects that was released to the public. Um, and um, yeah, um, I made a Navigator 2.0 package. Um, kind of, it, it kind of came actually from Moi that I, I found a need for that and, and when I couldn't find uh, a package that did everything that we needed. So I ended up writing that in my own time. Um, and it, it seems to have become quite popular, became a Flutter favorite, which I was like amazed about. Um, that's a really nice kind of honor. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I do want to kind of talk a little bit about, about mm. uh, Navigator 2.0, right? So I yeah. tried to get some people to talk about this, but everybody keeps saying it's been, it's been talked too much. But to be honest, <laughs> like I tried to follow most talks and I just still cannot follow like, it is wicked. I don't know, just nasty. I don't know how to say. It. Like, I feel like the interface is just not fun. Mm. And um, like, I watched about two videos about how to use it, uh, just straight, you know, Navigator two point mm. And I was just surprised about how, yeah, how not necessarily unintuitive, but just how complicated it was. And like, they showed yeah. like a diagram, and it was like a lot of components involved, right? Yeah. It, it, it is, yeah. Um, it's it, like, I, I, and I think it's fair to say, you know, that the Flutter team have kind of said this themselves, that it is a fairly low-level API. It's got to support lots of different scenarios, but yeah, it, it just isn't very developer-friendly at all. Um, and it is very complicated. There are lots of moving parts. There are lots of kind of interfaces you need to implement and like classes you need to subclass, things like that. And it doesn't feel very Flutter-like. Like, I, I don't know if you got that kind of impression from it of like... Well, the thing that really yeah. made me feel upset, sorry to, to bust in, like, I was a little bit upset because like, I feel like in Flutter, we want to use stateless widgets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what I understand is that if you want to use this, you have to make your material app, your like outermost shell, a stateful widget. And I was like, that just feels mm. dirty to me. Unless I understood something. But that was like all the examples was like that. Yeah, and kind of the 
the initial idea of it, I completely kind of see where it, it came from of having a state object that then you build your current navigation state based on a kind of your, your own custom um, state. But it doesn't really scale. It doesn't really work in practice. Um, like even for a simple simple demo app, you end up with so much code and having to kind of implement lots of really boring boiler boilerplate code. Um, it's yeah, and it it's, it just ends up in a bit of an unmaintainable mess, frankly. Um, yeah, it, it it just doesn't feel at the kind of level that most Flutter APIs give you. Um, most, uh, you know, mo- almost all of Flutter is so wonderfully easy to use and composable, and then the Navigator 2.0 stuff just isn't. I... I, I I just don't think they had time maybe to uh, implement a, a, like a really developer friendly API. Um, I, I think it is much more, it, it feels much more low level um, and like direct in, in interaction with, with the different systems. But at the same time, it's very flexible. It, it has allowed me and other people to build on top of it. And it is very complicated the way it has to support all the different platforms that Flutter supports is, is really, really... It, that was a challenge, and they've done a really good job of kind of abstracting those um, that that bits they they nailed. So yeah, yeah. In no, no way do I doubt. Like I understand that handling like the web and this kind of like I, I'm you know I do a lot of websites, so like I understand that like mm. at any point at any time like you could be at any website, right? It's very mm. I don't know what you can call that. There's no single entry point like you have yeah. like a, with a mobile app, so that makes yeah. sense. But at the same time, it's like. Mm, I just wish there was a little bit more, like you said, developer-friendly kind of stuff because like Flutter is supposed to kind of say, okay, we're, you know, you, it doesn't really matter if you're from, you know, what kind of background you're from, you can do this. And I think that mm-hmm. everybody can, but then the problem is like, yeah, like you said, that Navigator default one is just not, like you said, friendly enough for, for people mm. understanding. Like you have to reach for a package. Now the question is, which package do you reach for? Mm, yeah. And it seems like people are going towards Go Router now. I think Go Router is now supported. Now, when I say supported, I mean like it's, taken over them it's been taken over by the flutter team or flutter mm, yeah what do you call those kind of people yeah um, it's kind of like being maintained now by the by the flutter team itself yeah yeah which is pretty interesting right mm, it is it is um i i guess that maybe I, I can kind of roll this back right i looked at the route master and i felt like it was an interesting mix of and it kind of reminded me of go router for a little bit and it also reminded me of uh what's the other one that's really famous right now is it with a b right a beamer um, Beamer, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. I felt like it was, a, it was an interesting mix of that, but that was just my feeling, right? Like, mm-hmm. how would you describe Route Master compared to those two libraries? Because I think those two are probably the most popular at the moment. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Fundamentally, they all do the same job and uh, they do it in slightly different ways, but they all are very similar. Um, Route Master, I think the main thing with it is the support for kind of nested navigation and tabs. Um, I like to think that it does a very good job at making that kind of very easy in terms of it maybe does a bit more management itself uh, than the other the other frameworks. Uh, But I know the Flutter team are working on improving that in um, in GoRouter. So. Yeah, like I, I tried to make it really, really simple to implement uh, nested routing tabs. Um, Rootmaster will create things like the uh, tab controller for you and just manage that and just hand that to you. And then you can just use that to implement, implement your tabs. 
as far as I know, none of the other routing packages do. Um, but yeah, like like they they all do things. It, it's like state management, right? They they all end up doing the same job of managing state. It's just slightly different ways of doing it. Um, and and they're and they're all great. Like like no, you know, I'm, it it feels weird because like I'm you know proud of what I've made, and um, I like to think I'm very proud of certain parts of it. But all of these packages are great, and all of them will get the job done. Um, I I do feel it's maybe a little bit of a shame that we have ended up like like there was so many good uh contribute contributions from the community around Navigator 2.0 and kind of now we've kind of almost by accident ended up with Garuta being part of the core kind of Flutter Teams work um, because Chris Sells developed it, Chris Sells then left Google and so the Flutter team are, are now maintaining it. So it does feel like in a slightly weird position now that kind of we have something which is sort of part of the Flutter framework and sort of not. Uh, but I still think it's valuable to have um, other packages like Remaster there to do things maybe a different way slightly and, and offer different opinions on, on how to do things. Yeah, I mean, in the end, like, um, how do I say it? I feel like Provider is used by a lot of people, but more on the beginner. Like, later on, people usually switch to Riverpod. So, like, even though Provider is kind of the package that the Flutter team kind of recommends, it seems like people are still moved on to Riverpod block or something mm. else so i feel like a little bit at that stage where it's like okay if you don't know what to choose choose go router why because you know it's run by the the, the flutter team and then maybe if that just doesn't fancy or maybe you could switch to like you said route master if that makes more sense to you or who you know whatever whatever makes more sense to you uh i guess if you i mean yeah i, I anyways I, I, your app right your your what do you call that your your package right mm. how did you manage to pick up all this stuff for NAV 2.0, like, what did you read? Because, like, is it just the documentation about it? I mean, uh, the only things I could find was, like, a couple of videos about how to use it raw, and I was completely turned off. And then there was um, a video done by, um, I can't remember his name now. He runs, I think, the Flutter group in UK. Uh, he did a really nice video about it, too. Um, I wish I could remember his name at the moment. But, like, that was, that was basically all I could find. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there was actually a long blog post, too when it came out mm. too. Yeah. Um, I mean, how I learned it was by implementing it, frankly, um, because um, we were doing, uh, so, so the, the, the Moi project that I, I mentioned. Um, so that is kind of maybe our flagship kind of flutter um, uh, project that we we've done here. And as I say, it was one of the first, uh, well, I, I don't actually know of another project that was kind of like a commercial mobile app that was brought to web uh, before Moi. Um, I'm sure someone can can tell me otherwise, but um, I couldn't find one at the time. So it did feel like we were being quite adventurous with, with Flutter Web. And so we needed to add uh, Navigator 2 support. We wanted to support URLs and direct linking and, and, and back and forward and, and everything like that. And so the way I learned it was simply by um, using it and, and, and trying to implement it in the app um, and then giving up, frankly, because it just, it, it wasn't workable. It, 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 it like, I, <laughs> I remember like I I'd, had, had been using it for, I don't know, a, a week or two kind of on and off trying to implement it. And 
I was just like, this is, this is unworkable. Um, and, and it took me a little while to get to that point because I was like, really, am I, am I saying that like a bit of flutter just doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't work. Uh, so, uh, or, or, or isn't, isn't friendly enough to, to use that's for sure. Like yeah, we could have made it work, but it would have just ended up in, in so much code. Um, so that's kind of how I had to figure it out that way. And I, you know, I did get it working using just the raw, uh, router APIs, but, uh, <laughs> I was just like, there has to be something better. And at that point, none of the other routing packages works how I wanted them. None of them really supported, uh, tabs or nested navigation. And so I had to figure out how to do that. And yeah, it was, it was painful. It, it took a, a long time. Um, like many evenings, um, trying to figure out how to integrate with the, the APIs. Uh, but yeah, got there in the end. Do you mind to kind of give like a quick introduction about the different pieces, right? So I know there's like a, uh, router delegate. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember whatever pieces there are. Do you mind to kind of talk about that for a moment? Oh yeah. See if I can remember the ball. Um, so yeah, you've got a, a router delegate, which is kind of the main, uh, bit of the, um, the routing system, which gets notified of URL changes, um, from the system. Um, and then there is a, uh, a parser as well, which sits on top of that, which intercepts, uh, URLs and then that can pass the URLs into your own custom like objects. So it could take a URL and then like transform it into, um, some kind of like, uh, model object or, or state object. Um, and what's the third object I'm now trying to remember? <laughs> like this is this is how complicated the system is that I can't remember all the different pieces. Um, so so you have the, the yeah. So so the delegate's job is to then uh, on URL change to update the actual uh, the, the 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 navigator stack. So that generates somehow a a a uh, an array of um, pages and then updates the master navigator using that. Um, and yeah, like, like, well, th those are the two main bits of the system. They're, they're, they're the two bits that you need to pass to the um, app in order to make it, make it work. Um, but yeah, the, the, one of the reasons I think it's so complicated is that it was built on top of the original um, navigator API. So you've kind of, and they needed to keep those as a backwards compatible thing. And so adding the, uh, navigator to, to the existing navigator was difficult. And, and like, there are some weird things like where if you provide a pages list to navigator, um, it will then throw an exception if you don't provide another parameter for dealing with page pops. And that also doesn't feel very flutter like, right. Of just having like random, runtime errors, uh, when you forget a parameter. Um, so I think that really, really added to it, uh, of, of, yeah, just having that, having that not feeling, not feeling very flutter like, but it, it's all this kind of like, it's all bundled together. And if you look, go and look at the like navigator source code in flutter, it is really complicated the way that it has to support the the classic navigator route and navigator 2.0 it, it it's um i don't want to say a mess because it's kind of like there's no other way they can do it with having it use the same navigator and be backwards compatible but it it it's 
it's a lot of code, that's for sure. Okay, so it's actually built on top mm. of the existing nav one, you're saying, but adding a little bit more kind of like, I guess, what do you call that? Like some kind of logic in between the user who's writing the code yeah. and, and the actual nav? Okay. Yeah, so so like as well as the root delegate um, and, and the parser and all kind of that bit and the bit that communicates with the operating system, um, then in, so, so the main other addition as far as Flutter developers are concerned is that the navigator takes a pages list of, uh, of pages objects and um, the navigator internally has to, uh, will use that page list, but then you can also push into the same navigator the classic routes. So it has to kind of manage both of those. So you can have a, a, a three pages from the new routing API and then you can push a dialogue using Navigator Push, and it deals with them both in the same Navigator object. And so that leads to a lot of complication in, in the internal Flutter framework. Um, but yeah, it is all compatible with each other, which is you know quite an achievement. I'm sure that took a lot of design work um, to, to figure out how to do that. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, if, you're trying, if you had to keep something backwards compatible, that could be mm. like, a, like a mess, right? I think Java has a lot of that kind of baggage. Yeah, and, and and generally, Flutter I think has been managing backwards compatibility. I mean, I, I don't want to say perfectly because I don't think there is a, a perfect in in terms of uh, um, backwards compatibility. But I think they've been managing it better than any other framework I have ever used. Um, the the way that they kind of deprecate things and then remove things, I think, is great. I think it's pretty essential. I completely understand why some other companies, I'm thinking particularly of Microsoft here, who uh, tend to keep things incredibly compatible. I mean, you know, you just have, you can look at kind of how, how old the apps are that you can still run on Windows, but that requires never removing APIs. And um, that ends up with um, messiness in, in terms of developers. And I think the Flutter team are doing an awesome job at... Uh, deprecating things kind of intelligently, cleaning stuff up, having like the flutter fixes that will automatically uh, upgrade code is just brilliant. Like that's just genius. If if, if you can if you can remove uh, APIs but have developers basically never have to care about them, then like that's just ideal. Um, and and yeah, I, I I do wonder if maybe it would have been a better idea to to not. Uh, I don't know. It would have been it would have been really difficult to do it any other way as well. So like there's there's loads of trade offs here. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of complication. I would not have what, like, like I would not have wanted to design this system myself. Like, like I think the Flutter team did a really, really good job at coming up with something that integrates with the existing navigator without disrupting it. Um, it was then just kind of the cherry on top of having a easy to use, um, API in terms of end developers. That was, uh, the, the thing that was missing. Yeah, so pretty much, like I said, I think it's just like if you want to use Nav2, you have to use a package unless you want uh, yeah. to tear your hair out. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would not recommend um, going near the the actual kind of raw APIs. No, um, I would absolutely, you know, the, the, the way I've said is just go and have a look at the packages, have a look at the APIs. They all are kind of a, a fairly similar. Uh, there are some differences, like there are, there are some packages which use um, code generation, uh, to generate routes. And if, you know, you like code generation, then great, go that way. Um, there are some packages which offer kind of different options and more flexibility in, in, in how they work. Um, 
So just have a look at examples and, and see what you like and use them. They'll all do, they'll all do the job. Um, so yeah. Definitely. It depends. Like I said, that's, it depends on what you, what you like to do. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. fundamentally they're, they're about the same, but there is some difference between the two. Like you said, yours has got definite tab interest to it, which is, which is interesting. I, I never really thought too much about using URLs for tabs, but yeah, of course you can do it. Just that didn't really come to my mind when I thought about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then actually when I saw the examples, like I was like, well, how does this thing work with the tabs? Like I can see the paths and it didn't make sense to me. And then like, after I went scroll down some more and I was like, oh, okay, you got a tab controller and then you can do it yeah. that way. Ah, yeah. okay. Smart. Interesting. And part of that came out of a, uh, an original requirement on Moi was quite complicated where we had, uh, you know, we have a clear responsive, a uh, responsive design between um, desktop and mobile and uh, we wanted different tab bars on both. So we wanted uh, to use a, a Cupertino uh, tab bar on mobile, but then a different uh, kind of custom tab bar on desktop. And like, we needed to sync them up so that if you resize a browser window and you're on the second tab, when you resize it, you're still on the second tab. And uh, that was, <laughs> you know, that was really challenging. That was one of the original things that was just making me with the the, the kind of um, base API just, te yeah, tear my hair out. So yeah, I, yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> um, but what actually I want to do want to talk about is like, mm. okay, uh, I think in terms of, if you're looking at like stats, I think Beamers may still be the number one um, mm. for some reason. Yeah. And I think Go is catching up, uh, Go Router. Mm. Uh, there's also Auto Route, and then of course there's yours. Mm. Um, mm. But we just had the Google I.O. event, right? And we were just talking mm. before the show that mm. they announced, uh, sorry, one of the companies announced that they're using that this actually, I didn't see the announcement yet. You're talking about it. Uh, I think they announced their app, and then did they actually say that they're using your your routing yeah, package, so, or so they Superlist. did say they're using it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so so Superlist um, uh, announced that they're kind of launching um, their preview version at I/O, um, and this is one of kind of the first big uh, desktop apps. Um, written in, in Flutter, um, and um, I've been working with them, um, doing some work uh, to help them with uh, the Navigator 2.0 stuff. Um, uh, they had some really quite complicated uh, Navigator requirements that have required changes to Rootmaster, so that's been, you know, that's been great working with them and then being able to work on, on my open source project. Um, and... Yeah, so so I I work with them to basically help them implement Rootmaster into their product. Um, they were using uh, kind of the original Navigator one when we started um, and needed to add uh, deep linking support um, and other various various Navigator challenges. Um, and yeah, uh, they um, I, I first worked with them um, last year, and then they had. Uh, a a new navigation design, um, a kind of a new iteration of it that then had some even bigger challenges um, in it. And um, I worked with um, Iero, who uh, work uh, who who works for Superlist, and um, we sat down in a room together here and kind of I made some changes to Remaster, and he made changes to Superlist, and we worked together, and it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and the end result is um, is is just beautiful like and, and, and like yeah I, I i did help implement it but i certainly didn't design it and and the animations are just gorgeous and and like uh, th there's not much like that on desktop apps uh it, it's just like it really shows kind of the 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 power of flutter of doing like really really cool animations on on desktop um 
So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to do that. I'm kind of curious though, like, so, so, um, how did they find out about Routemaster? Like what actually made them choose that one compared to the other packages out there? Like, cause the space is starting to get a little bit crowded, right? Uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's a good, <laughs> it's a good question. I think it, it might've been, um, Eero, uh, cause he used to work for Codemate, um, where I work now. Um, I think it was probably through him, um, that I ended up, uh, I ended up doing kind of like just doing a talk with their team about Navigator 2.0 and, and that kind of thing. And, uh, it just went from there, um, that they were, you know, kind of, okay, can you give us a hand with implementing this? And I was like, sure. Um, you know, and <laughs> I was going to use Rootmaster cause I, I built it and, and, um, and I had to make some changes then as well. There were some, um, I can't remember quite what, but there were some like tweaks and, and features needed. Uh, it was the history stack. Yeah. They, we needed to add a, a full, um, history stack. I'm, I'm not sure, not sure if the other routing packages really have support for that or not. Um, but that required, uh, <laughs> that was, yeah, that was complicated because of, of syncing up between, uh, the web browser and, and other platforms. Um, and um, uh, Superlist doesn't, doesn't support web, but, uh, a needs to support all the, uh, the other, um, all the, all the platforms together. So yeah, that was a interesting, uh, challenge to add that. Um, yeah, that's, that's how it came about. Wait, 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 hold on. Did I, did you just say that Rootmaster initially didn't support all the different platforms? No, 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 um, no, it does. It does. It just, um, I, it's just that when um, for, for when I needed to add things for Superlist, I needed to add them kind of for web as well, uh, just to support the different platforms. So yeah, Rootmaster was built for uh, for for web um, primarily, uh, but uh, it, it comes in use a lot, even if you don't need web support and and URL support, like for for deep linking, because deep linking is verging on impossible to do with the original navigator. It's really, really difficult. You end up having to do really horrible hacks in order to to make it work. So um, like that's another thing with Navigator 2. People associate it with web and it is really important for that, but it has a lot of use on, on mobile and desktop as well. I mean, if you think about it, web, I mean, kind of is all about deep linking, right? It's like mm, you have yeah. to go to this long URL every single time. Yeah. And, and actually it's interesting because the the... Like, even if you don't need direct uh, linking support, even if you don't think that that's particularly important, all of a sudden you realize you do when you just need the forward button to work. Because Flutter will, uh, Flutter will work with the back button kind of without doing Navigator 2. But then all of a sudden you're like, wait, hang on, I want the forward button to work. But then you need a URL to go to because otherwise you've got nowhere to go forward to. So it's just literally supporting the forward button that then means you need kind of navigator to and supporting URLs. Yeah, actually, that's kind of like the weird thing um, that kind of was hard for me to understand, right? For that one, like you, you actually, sorry, how do I say this? When I was playing with the raw router, I think I had to, you actually, you had to build up your own routing stack or something. There's a routing stack mm. of, of material pages. Is that right? Yeah. And then that one will control the back and forward buttons, I believe, at least the back button. Yeah. So, so it's kind of the, uh, so like you do like the route did pop and then that one, you can like remove a variable from the variable yeah. that, that you unset to know or whatever, then you could say, okay, then don't <laughs> include this. That was the, that was the tutorial that I, I remotely remember. Yeah. So, so the, the end job of all the uh, router packages is to create a list of page objects, um, which then have your widgets for those, those pages. 
So yeah, on on a pop, what you would do kind of with the original plan for Navigator uh, 2 is that uh, you would, uh, so you'd get the pop message from the OS. You would then, uh, um, you would then take your kind of state, your like global Navigator state object, and you would do something to that. It would depend on what your app does. Um, but for example, they had a kind of example bookstore app. And so there was like a selected book ID property. And so like if you were looking at a book and it popped, you would then like set that to null. And then you would go, okay, this state has changed. And then based on that state, you would then generate the list the list of pages, which, you know, if there was a selected book, you would have the book page. And like it just... Like, you know, the fact that I'm having to, to talk about so many steps just to explain it just shows you kind of how complicated and un- unwieldy it is. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that like makes it so complicated to me. Like for sure, as we talked about before, like I don't see a way that you could directly use this and be sane because you're not just doing simple like index and then like what would I call a show page where you have to go to like a specific mm. book in this case mm. and see that and pop it. No, you're going to have all kinds of different options for any kind of uh, well-used app, right? So it's like, yeah. I don't understand how this thing by itself can be uh, sustainable without a package because it just doesn't make sense to me. It, it just isn't. Like, it, it fundamentally, fundamentally isn't. And, and uh, you know, all of the... I, I, I'm pretty certain that basically all the rooted packages use URLs under the under the covers. Um, and, and, and ultimately that's, you know... The, the, the main... The main thing which I kind of just like was what was the state object? Uh, Because fundamentally, if you're in a web browser, you already have a state of the current navigator stack and that's the URL. That's the source of truth, right? So if you you have a source of truth, why are you then building another one? You're, You're taking that source of truth, splitting it up, trying to figure something out and then building a state object based on that. And that makes no sense. And I think it is... You know, I I think one of the biggest kind of code smells in the world is having two sources of truth, and and uh, yeah, like that was just like, I was, what? Why why are we not using the URL here to to build up the just build it up directly? Why are we going through all of this process of of reading the URL and 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 then and then the other thing is you've got to do it back the other way, so that when you navigate to a new page in the app, you then have to update your state object, and then based on your state object, you have to rework out what the URL is supposed to be based on that state. And it's just like, okay, well, why don't we just push a URL in the first place and then build it based on that? Um, which is just so much simpler. Yeah. So, so then if you're not using selected book method, <laughs> I'm kind of curious about how does it work underneath? Is it just like a, like a bunch, like a stack and you just keep adding things to the, the back? Uh, yeah. So um, do you mean we're like going backwards and forwards? The yeah, something like that. Because like, like we just talked about, right? I, uh, I'm trying to think of how it went. I think there was like two routes and then like if you had select a book, then it was like another route at the bottom. Yeah. And obviously if you press the back button, then that would just unselect the book. You'd have a null selected book mm. and it would yeah. say, okay, don't attach the yeah the detail page, right? Yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah, like in a, in a web browser, you'd, you'd press the back button. It would just... Uh, it would then send, it would just be like, you've got a new, you've gone back to this URL and you need to update the state object based on that. Um, and then, yeah, the same kind of thing within, like if you, if you called navigator.pop, you would have the same kind of thing of having to update the state object in, in the same way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just not maintainable. Um, and, and, and yeah, the amount of code that it required for a very simple demo app, like when you 
go to even, you know, my, the, 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 my app doesn't, it's not massive, um, but it, it's got what, five tabs or something. Um, and, and it just, it wouldn't have been maintainable. It would have been an absolute ho- horrible nightmare to maintain. So am I giving you nightmares for tonight then? If I keep asking about these kind of things. <laughs> Give me, giving me flashbacks to trying to, uh, trying to implement it. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, con- it was confusing. It was like, okay, here's how you're supposed to do it. Um, and, and I had got so used to with Flutter being, you know, okay, great. That's how you do it. That, that makes sense. And, and this was the one place when I was just like, what? No, that, that doesn't make any sense. I can, I can understand what, the thoughts were when someone was designing it, they were kind of like, uh, it was, it, it kind of, you know, the way Flutter works of having a global, you know, if, if you have say like a global state for your pages and then it's reactive in reacting to that state object, it was trying to kind of copy that, I think, of, of okay, we have a global navigator state and we build the, uh, the pages based on that. But yeah, it's much easier to just have a global state of a string of a URL and just go based on that. It's so much simpler. Yeah, that that, that does make sense. Um, okay. And um, how do I say this? So Rawmash is being used by by Wanderlist, right? You work with them. Uh, what kind of feedback did you get from them? Like, I must, I'm guessing it must be really valuable, right? That you guys work together on this one mm-hmm. and you made quite a few changes, right? So. What kind of feedback did they give that you decided to make changes about? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, it was me implementing the Navigator, most of all. So um, it was kind of feedback to myself, I guess. And it, I, I was, um, it was a great challenge. It was, it was really good fun um, because I kind of looked at their Navigator requirements and I was like, right, well, can Rootmaster do this? I don't know. It's, 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 it's really difficult. Um, to design APIs uh, with uh, when you're kind of making a package uh, as generic as doing like Navigator uh, stuff um, or kind of state management stuff because you've no idea what people's requirements will be in the future. And so it was a lot of fun taking their requirements and going, right, will my thing do it? Did I design the API, API in a flexible enough way that, uh, that it will work for this use case. And like, mostly it did. It required a few additions um, of like, uh, so like providing uh, global back and forward support in non-web platforms. That's that's what the, the main thing. The, the, on the web, obviously the, the browser manages the back and forward state based on the URL, but I had no support for kind of a history stack um, uh, with a forward button on, on desktop or, or mobile because I, I hadn't needed that and apparently no one else had. So I had to uh, add stuff like that. But I was uh, pleasantly surprised that like how, uh, that, that um, I, I, I have never designed uh, uh, like a package as, as generic as, as Rootmaster before. And, and um, I spent a long time thinking about making it, how to make it flexible and how to make it work for lots of different use cases. But it was just sort of imaginary. It was just guessing. It was just looking at kind of various popular apps, like kind of trying to think of that, of like, okay, what would that app need in order to, to do their navigate, navigation? Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's, uh, they, were, they were happy. I, I, I implemented the stuff, um, did it, uh, did it, you know, I, it was, well, 
I was also very pleased with their code base that it made very, it was very easy to do so. It, it, it kind of, it, it was uh, very pleasing that that it was easy to swap out all their kind of like Navigator 1.0 with Navigator 2.0 and, and remaster stuff. So um, yeah, it was, it was fun and um, um, very rewarding. And then, yeah, the same thing um, uh, more recently when uh, like, like they had uh, new requirements, which again required changes um, to to remaster um, for uh, for some really kind of like cool animations and flexibility around that, uh, which was uh, even more of a challenge. Um, but yeah, we we got there, and and it was it was fun. When you say uh, routing for the animations, how how does that work? Is it just that like you're listening for route changes, and then like when that happens, you do an animation, or what do you mean by that exactly? Yeah, so um, they kind of have this like stacked card uh, um, layout. Um, you can see it in in the video from uh, like the Flutter keynote at IO. So um, they they have a, kind of a main page, and then you can click a link, and it will push another uh, card in from from the right, and it will do a really nice kind of like motion design animation. Uh, and um, the main issue with that is that. Uh, the the navigator and and, and that uh, and like we're not really talking about the the uh, navigator 2.0 the routing side of things the actual flutter navigator even with the the old uh, just like navigator dot push stuff it it it's really primarily designed for full screen routes um, because that's where it came from with you know supporting mobile so supporting things like side by side routes it is really really challenging there. Um, and, and, uh, that required a lot of thinking about how to do that, how to, uh, how to support that, um, various different like trade-offs between ideas. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting, uh, limitation of the, of the navigator that it, it's really, really designed for like full screen routes and, and doing, Doing routes of, of, of things which are like side by side or split screen are very very difficult um, with the with the classic navigator. But yeah, have been adding stuff to Rootmaster. Haven't released uh, that stuff yet, but it, it, I I will get to it. Need to to finish like things like documentation and, and test for it. Um, but it uh, yeah, that was that was really rewarding just to to see the end result because it it looks so cool. Um, and yeah, it it it's I I'm. Like I, I am really, really excited about uh, Flutter on desktop. I think it's going to create some really, really cool apps and kind of the. I think it will really raise the game of uh, desktop apps. Um, we have a lot of really beautiful mobile apps, and you know, not just written with Flutter, also React Native and, and, and native ones, which uh, you know have really cool transitions, really cool animations, that kind of thing. But that kind of thing hasn't happened as much on, on desktop, um, particularly with cross-platform stuff. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that kind of thing with Flutter from desktop. I'm really hoping so, of, of people just going, oh, that's cool. That's not what, you know, you'd struggle to do that in Electron or even like with the a, with a native APIs. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, seeing what people build. But now you're just making a developer job much more complicated, right? Because, I mean, there's some set up for doing this kind of stuff, right? For like animation controller, all this kind of stuff that you have mm -hmm. to to do. It's not so bad, but I still think it's, I mean, it's not like straightforward, right? 
Uh, no, it isn't. It isn't. And, and I think that's probably something that actually we can do a better job of in, in Flutter, either through the community or, or in Flutter itself. I, I feel that I felt this for a while that, that like the navigate, uh, sorry, the, the animation um, APIs are a little hard to use sometimes. And, and like, it's really hard to write um, kind of declarative code. Like, like, I feel like there's a, there's room for like a declarative animations package almost of like, you can more describe your animations rather than kind of having to do the uh, like, you know, just calling the animation controller methods because it, it gets really, really complicated and, and doing like really cool effects does take a lot of work and a lot of thinking about, um, particularly, you know, if you start thinking about like interrupting animations, that kind of thing of like, if you, if you, if you're halfway through an animation, then the user presses the back button and you don't want to like have the animation jump around, that kind of thing can really, really add to the workload there. So I, I feel like there's, there's room for better APIs there. Um, but I, uh, I'm just saying that I haven't tried to design any, so, um, and I'd love to know if there are any examples like in other, uh, other frameworks, other, other development platforms of, um, like more declarative or fluent, uh, packages or APIs for, for animations. I think, I, I think that could be really interesting way of, of going for animations. Yeah. But all those like there's surprisingly a lot of these, what I like to call like animated X kind of widgets, like animated opacity, animated yeah. Yeah. position. I think there's so mm. many animated X kind of widgets. Yeah. I was actually quite surprised. Like I started going through uh, Andreas uh, tutorials. He, he, mm. he had a course. I bought that one about animations. Of yeah. course, just like me, buy the course, buy the book. <laughs> Maybe I read it the first two pages and I never get back to it. <laughs> I know but, that feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the first lesson was all about like those, like, like I said, animated X widgets. And I was like, uh -huh. wow, there's actually a lot. And he mm, did a quick yeah. example. I was like, you could do a lot with this. Yeah. I'm really surprised. Yes. So yeah, they're, they're the, you know, they're, they're the um, implicitly, implicitly animated uh, widgets, which kind of um, are more what I'm talking about here of, of like, they deal with the uh, animation controller kind of uh, behind the scenes, scenes themselves um, and just look for changes on the widgets. When you update the widget, they figure out the, the animation they need to do. And so I feel that maybe we could do more of that, of being able to compose those kind of things. And particularly when you get to like using different um, staggered animations and curves of maybe, I, I don't know, of, of like having more... Maybe it just needs more, more widgets, right? <laughs> like even more widgets, make everything composable. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are, there are a lot of them. I, I sometimes find out there's what I, you know, didn't know about. Um, I like, I don't know. Do you have the same thing of like every month you find out about a Flutter widget you've never heard about and like, what? how long's that been there? Oh, four years. Okay, great. <laughs> like it's, there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? I actually kind of felt embarrassed one time because like, I thought I was a little bit of a flutter expert compared to some other people uh, around me, at least like that. Of course, I, you're much better than me. I, I can't wrap my mind about, about 2.0, but, but in any case, like I hired this guy, he's only been doing flutter for about a year. I've been doing it for about two years plus. And uh, we had this thing where we had to put like a carousel in the background. Right. Mm. And when you went to swipe, but we had, we had to put this text in the middle. And then when you swipe over the text, it wasn't, wasn't working. So I was like, mm. hmm, let me think about it. I had some idea about how to do it. But then there's actually a widget that's that like it the so there's a widget you could wrap uh, around a widget, and it basically will let you like touch through it. So it's still there; it still takes up space, but like it'll touch through it when you touch it. 
yeah. which is exactly what we needed. I forgot what it was called, but I was like, all right, uh, this is, there's too many widgets. And for this case, yeah. <laughs> it's good, right? Because you find yes. these random widgets that you really want to use. Yeah, and it's an interesting uh, difficulty with Flutter, um, I think, of, of, of how we do have so many widgets. Like, I, I've no idea how many there are in the framework itself, but um, the discoverability of them is, is difficult. Um, and with other frameworks, when you kind of have like, um, I'm thinking of like, you know, if you have properties on objects, so like if you, if you have uh, directly properties on, uh, I can't think of a good example, but like, you know, if, if, if every single uh, layout widget has a padding property, that's really discoverable. But like knowing that there is a padding widget that you can add, well, okay, I think everyone learns that fairly early on in, in Flutter. But um, I think that's a, kind of an interesting trade-off with the kind of the way that Flutter does it with composability of, of having to learn about the different widgets and know what is available is really difficult. And I'm not sure what we could do there to like particularly help learners um, and beginners uh, to to find out what the widgets are. There is the widget catalog, but still there are so many of them. It's it's really difficult. Yeah, it was bugging me. I was trying to find out what is the name of that widget that lets you swipe through it, but I don't have the... Maybe I'll try to find it later, but very nice. Uh, yeah. And I think there's now there's even more widgets, right? Which uh, I actually didn't even know about this until I watched a very quick video about Flutter 3. Like you have that specific platform widget I forgot what they call it, but it definitely the word platform in it where you could do the, the menu navigation for desktop. Mm. That's huge, right? I was like, yes. wow, I didn't know, I didn't think they could actually solve this problem, but yeah. they managed to solve it. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah, it's great that they've added that. I was kind of like, there's, there's been a, there's been like a, 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 a that code hanging around in a, in a Git repo for ages, but I really like the way that they've implemented it for, um, for desktop menus and, and doing that kind of stuff well is, so critical to like Flutter coming to, to desktop that it gets things like uh, doing the native um, menus right. And and I think they've done a really good job there. It looks really good, the API. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if maybe this is ignore pointer or something. It's going to bug uh, me for yeah. a while I figured out. Yeah. Are you, look, are you looking up a, too? I'm just looking. Yeah, ignore pointer is it? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. And then there's like other, uh, there are other settings on like gesture recognizers like uh, the the hit test behavior as well, but yeah, there's there's lots of them. Behind, like I've had that of like forgetting a widget name. It makes me feel old. But like I've I'm like there's a widget that does this. What what's it called? I forgot. I, I've used it before. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one. It should be that. I thought it was a different name, but yeah, ignore pointer. Uh, in case you mm. guys wanted to know what this one is at home, <laughs> it basically takes away what they call the hit the hit area, right? So that mm. way you don't yeah. you don't actually touch it, but it's still yeah. taking up space. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a little bit useless, but then when you mm. need it, it's so useful. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, I think I'm still like not even sure which kind of routing platform I want to use. Uh, I feel Beamer is nice, but a little bit kind of complicated. Um, I'm curious to see how your stuff works right now that I know mm -hmm. it works and works very well in a, in a desktop app. Mm -hmm. I may take a look at that one because these days I think desktop apps are a little bit more in demand all of a sudden, right? Because of this. Mm. Uh, but actually what else popped into my mind about desktop apps is like Flutter is kind of interesting because it's like they really push that you can have your own kind of app, but at the same time they're like, oh, but if you want that Windows look, we have this package. If you want that Mac look, we got this package. If you want that Linux look, yeah. there's this package. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
I, uh, I think this is really interesting. I was actually um, talking about this with uh, Peter on on, uh, on on my Flutter podcast. If I go to, okay, to do a little plug for Flutter Twattle, um, which is our uh, brand new Flutter podcast. But um, yeah, uh, we were discussing um, the, um, which by the way, is a much less professional podcast than this. We, we are just two British guys talking complete nonsense. So um, it's, it's good that we also have proper podcasts like this, actually discussing things seriously. Um, but we were just talking about how on mobile, um, it feels like it matters less about using native components. At least that's uh, my view on things. And I think most people's view on things that... Uh, that there are people out there who uh, really believe that an iOS app should all look like iOS, and all you know, all the 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 the, the button should be an iOS button. Although increasingly, Android and iOS just basically look the same, right? They look really, really flat and and, and not much different. Um, but then on desktop, it feels like people care more, and I care more about something feeling native um, and and having the actual native components there. Um, and I'm I'm not quite sure why that is. I uh, like. Um, I don't know, but, but yeah, like, like it's interesting having that flexibility and I haven't really looked at, um, you know, I know there's like the, the, the Mac OS, um, um, package for, for the uh, UI controls. Um, like I had a quick glance at them and they, and they look great and look like they do a really good job of, of reproducing the native look, uh, which is what we need, right? Because if you have widgets, which like, I, I feel like it's much better to have a completely custom UI than a UI that is almost like the Mac or the Windows UI, but like not quite. And it feels like a little bit wrong. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's interesting as to like what, what, how people will take that. Like, uh, so like Superlist has gone for a completely custom design, uh, which will look the same I, as far as I know, like uh, across platforms. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if people make uh, really responsive apps between the platforms of having a uh, Windows-style drop-down and a Mac-style drop-down. I, I think that'll be interesting to see, interesting to see how that works and, like, what problems that causes, if they're different sizes, like dealing with, uh, with layouts changing. Um, but it, yeah, it, it does feel like 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 on desktop. I want things to feel native um, and and like kind of the built-in apps more. Um, but yeah, I I I don't know quite why that is. Well, I think the one thing that we need to have is like when you you know click the X, and uh, on Mac, right? You click the X, and the app is still running, right? Everybody, yeah. everybody needs that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. They've got to. They've all got to like feel the same, right? They've got to have the the, the platform, uh, the, the important platform differences like that. Um, and um, and if if they don't have that, I don't think there's any you know point in bringing stuff to the desktop if it just doesn't work like the other the other apps. So yeah, it's been massively confusing. But yeah. Uh, so we have a couple of people in on YouTube asking some questions, mm. and one is about. Um, there's actually two people talking about Go Router. One guy asked about if Go Router has deep link support. Another guy asking about uh, what are your views about Go Router. I think they're kind of similar, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have any views about Go Router and how it works with deep link? Uh, I mean, I haven't like used it, uh, but I've looked at the API, and yeah, it, you know, it 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 seems to work the same as uh, other routing packages of, of taking in a URL and, and spitting out um, pages, but I'm not going to pretend to be a, an expert in, uh, in GoRouter. Um, haven't 
used it myself. I've, I've read the documentation, uh, which is really good. Chris did a really, really good job at uh, writing documentation for it. But all of the routing packages uh, like will support deep linking. That's like a very, very basic uh, thing that they need to support. So, yeah. Yeah, and I guess any any further views on Go Router? I know people are curious. I mean, you're the routing expert now. You know <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'd quite call myself that, but uh, yeah, oh, it, you are the good. route master, right? Just- <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, I, I slightly regret using that that name. It, it comes from like uh, the the like classic old London buses, which are called route masters, and I was like, okay, cool. I, I you know, I I'll use that. Um, but yeah, that, that's the package. Definitely not me. Um, yeah, um, go router like it, 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 it I, 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 it does the same thing, but slightly different ways. I, there's some of the API I don't like, uh, like as much. Um, just, but like, it's, it's like, it's really picky things, right? You, you, with all APIs, there's like, like little naming things that you're like, oh, I wouldn't have named that that way, but, um, they do the same things. Um, I know that like, GoRouter at the moment doesn't really support nested navigation from what I've seen that well, but there is a design document on on how they're planning to add that to, to GoRouter. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I hope that we have this kind of like, I, I hope, I hope that it doesn't end up just being GoRouter and, and like all the other packages just kind of like fade away because no one wants to use them. Um, I, I, I think that would be a really big shame. And, and it's, I, 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 I do feel that it's a bit like I kind of said this earlier, and I find it I don't know a bit difficult to, to to kind of say, like, I, I the there were so many good um, routing packages like already. It kind of feels like it's a bit sad that the Flutter team maybe didn't work with. Uh, open source community and uh, maybe use some of those if, if they were, but like, it's all kind of been, you know, an accident that, it's, that the GoRouters ended up as part of Flutter. But I, um, it, it's kind of an interesting one that, that, that uh, what am I trying to say? That, that kind of, it's, I, I hope that people still look at the other packages and, and like not just mine and don't just go, okay, that thing's made by Flutter. Um, like I'm going to use that. Like all of the routing packages are great and uh, might do things in a bit of a different way. So yeah, I, I hope that people look at, at them all. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I can't really talk much more about GoRouter because I haven't implemented it myself, but uh, it's, it looks great. It looks like it does things the same, but slightly differently. And and I think that's good. And I think it's really good that we have like different competitions. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I remember, I talked to Chris about this a while back and mm. I remember he said that they did do a very big study into the routing packages. Mm. And did, yeah. uh, I didn't see the results get released. Maybe I didn't follow the right channel. Have you seen it or no? Yeah, they they generated a, a big report, um, which was really good. They looked at, they did usability tests on, uh, Rootmaster wasn't part of that, uh, but they did because uh, they had limited time, so they couldn't pick every routing package. But they they did usability tests on the existing um, uh, routing APIs of of the different of, of several different packages. Then, and it was a very interesting study. Like it's on the uh, UXR Flutter uh, GitHub repo, um, which has got like different usability studies, and it's really interesting. They they do a 
that, that they um, kind of got various developers to go through the different APIs and to uh, see if they understood them. And they wrote a really interesting report. And uh, like, I think, I think API usability is a really interesting like research area uh, as to making APIs, which are clear to use and that people just understand them like based on names, even without reading the documentation. Um, so yeah. Did you, so when you were up on that, did you read up on anything and get some ideas or were, were you like, oops, I, I did that too. I might be, I need to, to change that. Uh, try to remember. Um, there wasn't, I don't think it was that much stuff. There were, it was, it, it tended to be very specific things to the individual packages. I think, um, I can't quite remember. It, it was just, it, but it was very interesting. It was, it was really interesting seeing what people did understand or didn't understand, uh, based on, on the packages. But yeah, I, I can't remember quite what I, I took away from it. Um, but generally, I mean, they, they, they couldn't pick a winner, right? That, that was like one of the ideas of this, the like, is one of them clearly much better than the others? And the end answer was no, <laughs> like they, they do things slightly differently and, and all of them are really usable. So, yeah. Yeah. I think when I talked to Chris, I think he kind of gave that back was like, there's no like single package that got it right. Mm, Everybody yeah. was just slightly off on something. Of course, there was some that were better than others, and yeah, so that was that was interesting. Yeah, that that that's kind of like I like that Flutter's inclusive, but at the same time, like you have to be careful about how inclusive you are. Sometimes it's like if you leave things too open, it's like mm. really wild west, and maybe things go off in a really weird direction. But at the same time, you don't want to like cut off ideas, right? So it's yeah, because uh, it's like okay, I need to do deep linking. What should mm. I choose? It's like you would it'd be great to have like okay, this is the package, unless you have situation A, okay, then choose this one, something mm. like that. Yeah, um, and and I don't think there are that many examples like that. Maybe, uh, maybe like nested navigation is one of the big ones, possibly like the kind of stuff I was talking about earlier of, of doing really uh, complicated um, animation, particularly like side-by-side -side animation. That might be something that other packages might, uh, might struggle with. Um, yeah, it it's it's an interesting one, and and it, it's a bit like state management that I don't think there's any like right choice or wrong choice. Um, you just got to see what works for you and what you prefer. So, do you think uh, navigation will soon be similar to state management, where it's like depending upon which navigation package you're going to use, people are going to flame you? Oh, I, I, yeah, I said this last year that like navigate navigation's the new state management. Yeah, like like <laughs> you can have. Uh, have arguments, maybe maybe less so because they they kind of do work very very similar uh, in, in a very similar way um, than than different state management uh, solutions. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, I think I think there'll be I think there'll be um, some lively Twitter debates. I've already seen a few um, about that. So yeah, oh, I must have missed this one. I haven't seen this one. But <laughs> uh, so Emma Weber has asked. Um, this is more about Superlist. I, maybe you know mm. something about this one. Uh, she asked, do you guys know how Superlist got the tiling window manager implemented in Flutter? Uh, what do you mean by the tiling window? Uh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm getting old. Maybe my eyes are, are bad. <laughs> like T-I-L-I-N-G. Yeah. I'm not too sure uh, what she means. Like, do you mean like the side, the side by side windows of like that, like appearing... Okay. She specifically states at uh, second 29. So it looks like you have like a sidebar and then you mm, have like yeah. the main 
part. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like when when the uh, the card slides in. Yeah. So that that's it's a, it's a trifold, right? Yeah. We'll that's, trifold um, in this one. So that 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 is um uh, like that is a root master push under the covers. Um, so it's just a uh like a, a navigator operation, and then it is um um a uh that that right hand um like the cards bit is using uh kind of like a custom navigator that's actually i'm adding to rootmasters so that will be a thing which i will release as, as soon as i can um and then lots of clever animation code that i didn't write that Eero did um and um yeah that is so so that is a that's a navigator push um and and rootmaster figuring out what needs to be added and then um, animation code figuring out like what needs to be um, animated onto the screen. Um, yeah, it's a, it's 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 a combination of that. Um, but it, it does require this like custom. Uh, th- that's what I was referring to before when uh, Navigator doesn't support full screen routes very well. So um, it it's, it it would be really difficult. Like, I don't think you could implement that without. Um, like with certainly with like Navigator One, you just couldn't do it. Um, that's required some playing around with like a, a custom Navigator object, which doesn't actually use the real Navigator. Um, but yeah, I will get around as soon as I can to releasing the uh, the custom Navigator um, in a in a Rootmaster update that, that supports that. Um, and um, I'll try to like add some kind of example that gives you an idea of, I mean, like, obviously we're, <laughs> I don't think we're going to open source the entire navigation uh, animations and, and everything there. That would be up to, to Superlist, but um, certainly like the core of it, um, I will do a, a Rootmaster update, which will make that reasonably in, in uh, like, apart from the animations, reasonably, uh, reasonably easy to, to implement yourself. Okay. So what I believe she's talking about is like, she specifically mentioned VS Code or something like that. So on the left-hand side, you have like a, would you call that like a menu? And then you would mm-hmm. click on something and that would trigger a route, which on the right-hand side would open up that section, mm. right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's just a, it's, it's just a set of pages. Um, you know, it, it, that, that is a, uh, when you have two cards, it's just a navigator stack. Um, so if, uh, if you imagine on a, on a mobile app, they would, uh, you know, you wouldn't have them both appearing at the same time. It's just a navigator stack of, of two cards, two pages, um, and then, uh, rather than showing them full stream, they're showed, shown side by side. So yeah, it, it's just like looking at the top level, uh, whatever the current URL is, the current path, and then building up the list of pages, but then just sticking them on, uh, side by side with, um, some horizontal scrolling. Okay. So then left-hand side would be like a, what do you call that? Like a list view or something. Mm, yeah. The right-hand just, side yeah. would be like a big container or whatever you want to. Yeah, so like that, that's kind of like an example of like nested 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 navigation, where like you uh, where there is kind of like a, a sub navigator for the actual um, pages, and uh, yeah, um, and and then there's kind of like a global navigator that that while you're like yeah, the, the kind of basically remains static and and just like draws the the, the list view. Um, so yeah, okay, got it. Um, yeah, our, our our mutual friend has asked, uh, "Have you found out about the expected behavior of the Android back button?" Maybe I missed this joke. <laughs> oh man, this is yeah, this is uh, uh, an interesting one. Um, I did like a, a a Twitter poll asking like a fairly simple question about how people think 
uh, a navigation scenario should work on Android. And like, it was basically 50-50 with quite a lot of votes between people, what they thought it should do. Um, different Android apps do different things. This is when you combine, uh, like, well, it's, it's with tab bars, basically. So like, it, it's where the back, but- the back button should like move between tabs or like close the app or that kind of thing. So uh, it's... Um, it's fun. <laughs> I added some like options. Um, so I, I actually, by the way, I haven't, I haven't tweeted about this or anything. I actually released Rootmaster 1.0 like uh, two weeks ago and I've been meaning to like tweet about it. So um, finally released uh, 1.0. Um, I felt that it got to like a, a stable enough place. Um, and uh, that's got some new options for how the back, the Android back button um, interacts like with the, the history and, and with tabs. Um, but it's, it's so complicated. It, you, you, there are so many different scenarios as to, and like who, who would have thought that a back button could be that complicated, right? It's like one system button. Um, and it, it really is. And, and, and different people think different things so like i think i originally had like a bug report of like someone going it should work like this and then i kind of made a change and someone else was like no it should work like this and uh it's <laughs> i think there are there are more options i don't support yet but it, it, it's massively massively complicated and and like that you can then like combine the different options and different parts of an app and and like whether it should um, and, and when it should exit, if ever, or if it should prompt for things or if it should like, you know, if, it's like, if you go like from like tab one, then tab two, tab, tab three, tab four, should it then you press back, should it then go back to tab three, then tab two, then tab one. And like, how do you expect that to work? And then do you expect the same thing to happen on web with the back button there? And it just becomes a really, really confusing, uh, mess potentially. And if you, if you do want differences between the different platforms, that's also really complicated. So yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember using Android a while back. Like for me, the back button is just like, you just pop the stack until you go to the very end. And then if you hit it again, then you exit the app. Like that's what I'm expecting as a mm-hmm. typical Android user. I'm yeah. surprised that there's another way of thinking about this, but I do remember that like, like that was part of Android. like you could reprogram that back button to different, different things. Yeah. It was like one out of two, one out of three things you could do. Even even Google's own apps differ in their behavior when it comes to like the back button and, and tab bars. Some of them do one thing, some of them do another. So like even Google can't decide what what's happening, uh, which is yeah a good indication of, of complexity. Um, and um, yeah, I, it makes me wish they had never added a system back button. But oh well, have <laughs> to live with it. Um, okay, so Emma has asked a question is, will there be a blog post about the Routemaster tiling window navigation or will I be able to find it? Thank you for working on it. Uh, I think, um, uh, I'm not sure. I, 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 um, let's see what we can do on that. Um, I, I uh, can definitely add like an example um, to Routemaster of, uh, to kind of like point you in the, the right direction of how to do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, and it might be something that like maybe Eero wants to talk about, um, with, with Superlist as to, as to how we implemented it. Um, and yeah, it was, it was interesting, like how we worked together as well on that. Like, like he did the animation stuff and I did the routing stuff and like, we kind of like not quite pair coded, but like sat across the table from one another, like working, working on the, on similar things. And it, 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 it was, that was a lot of fun. That was a fun couple of days of, of getting it working. Yeah, maybe I should bring him on the show to talk about this. I didn't know this is mm. such a hot feature. It, it is interesting. I would love to, to, I need to watch this video after this show. I'm getting interested to check this out. Yeah. Uh, I think 
to be honest, I think their app is kind of inspiring to make me want to build more desktop apps all, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I, and I think like, the, like the, looking at Superlist is, is super inspiring. Like it just looks, it looks awesome. And like that kind of like animation and, and, and it, it does, um, I, I, the, 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 like the first time I saw like the, the, the demo of, of how that uh, navigation was, was going to look like, I, I was just like, oh, this is cool. People are going to love this. So yeah, um, I'm, I've got a lot surprised that people want to know how that's implemented and, and, and how that works. So yeah, we'll see what we can do. Great. Uh, I think I kept you here for long enough. Um, and uh, it was great chatting with you. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say before we start to sign off? I think, you know, if you have any more upcoming announcements, like, do you have an approximate date when the next, uh, when Route Master will get its update? Uh, that's a good question. I hopefully, uh, like in, in- When it's ready, right? The, the, well, yeah, in, in the next month, like, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to, to say particularly when like, it's like open source stuff that I'm, I'm working in, uh, working on in my time. Um, I, uh, soon, hopefully, um, yeah. Uh, I, I will, um, I'll tweet about it when, uh, when it's ready. Shouldn't take too much work, but, um, yeah, ne- next few weeks. So Emma, maybe take down his, his, uh, tweet handle. Uh, what's your mm. tweet handle so we can follow you? Uh, at Tom Gilder, G-I-L-D-E-R. So yeah, at Tom Gilder. Emma, so you know who to bother if you want to get some of that yeah. goodness. <laughs> stop, stop bothering me. Um, but I have to, it, it's really kind of motivating when like people want this kind of thing and, and like what's how, how, uh, um, how things are implemented and like, uh, the, the end result. Um, so yeah, that's really good to know. So I will, I will try to get on that as, as soon as I can. Yeah. Great. Well, again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, thanks for bringing this up to my attention. Like it's so much stuff happened over the last few days that like, I'm trying to figure out which things to watch and it's mm. several days, right? It's not just like. <laughs> Yeah. Two hours, like an Apple event. It's like several days, several hours every day. Yeah, I know, right? It's like an entire Netflix series to get through. But yeah, thank you very much for having me on. Really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you.